Dear listeners, Sairam, welcome to our continuing series, Trist with Divinity, offering you conversations with people who have been touched by the love of Bhagwan Baba. And today, we have for you the second part of a two-part conversation with Mr. Ajit Poppet. Hailing from United Kingdom, Mr. Poppet is someone who has been visiting Prashanti Nilayam and seeking the blessings of Bhagwan Baba. for more than 3 decades now not only has he been blessed with close physical proximity of bhagwan wherein baba has personally guided him on his spiritual quest but he also has been fortunate to participate in many sai service missions especially the medical mission under the direct guidance of bhagwan mr poppet is very familiar face in prashanti nilayam who is known for his fiery and inspiring talks More importantly he has been instrumental in enabling hundreds of devotees especially from the UK to come to Prashanti Nilayam and bask in Baba's divine physical presence In the first part of this conversation he shared his journey to Swami how he was mesmerized and moved by the love of Bhagwan and instantly became his ardent devotee In today's episode which is the second part He continues his life's beautiful chapter with Bhagwan and shares how with Bhagwan's blessings he became involved with many service projects like the annual Grama Seva in Prashanti Nilayam the Heart Valve Bank project and other such initiatives He also reveals certain profound interactions on spiritual matters that he had with Swami in the privacy of the interview room So Welcome to the second part of this two-part interview with Mr. Ajit Poppet recorded in our studios on October 2011. In conversation with him is Radio Sai's Bishop Prashti. You mentioned that the first talk you gave uh, was in 2000 and that was the time you got involved with Gram Seva activities. That is true. I was sitting in the veranda in the afternoon and The next day, I think the Gram Seva was supposed to start. Bhagwan very graciously came there. During those days, brother, if you remember, Swami used to spend a lot of time between the bhajan and darshan yes. in Varanda, spending and, time with the boys. Yeah, and he used to give the opportunity for us to have the divine experience of conversing with him. And he came and stood in front of me, and I distinctly remember he said that, "Hey, puppet, you want to see God in action?" I said, "Yes, Swami." is it then tomorrow go with the boys and i was over the moon when he said that i sat down swami turned and he was about to go towards the interview when he came back and he told me i know you are not used to going in the trucks i will arrange the air conditioned car for you that is his love brothers and sisters when i said that puppet was told such and such thing by swami please do not misunderstand me that i am saying or i am trying to inflate my ego I'm trying to highlight the magnanimity and generosity of my master. That how caring he is. That he even gives to this aspect of these little details. That this boy who has come from London, he is not used to this heat and dust and everything. So even my own mother would not have thought about such facility. But Swami turned around and said, "I'll arrange the air conditioned car for you." And I said, "Baba, please, I will go with the boys." And he allowed me to go with the boys. it was a wonderful experience and then later on 
Bhagwan allowed us to come as a group. Every time he allowed us to come in the group of 18 to 20 boys, with the exception of last year when it was the 10th anniversary of UK Gram Seva boys, when Bhagwan very graciously told me before Shivratri last year in Yajru Mandir when he gave me the interview, the puppet Gram Seva boys come. And I said, Swami, during this 10 years time, some of the boys, they are no longer boys now. They have become men. They have got married. They have got their own children. Mm-hmm. And Swami out of love said, Puppet, bring all of them. So, dear listeners, the youngest member of the Gram Seva group, which is mind-blowing, was three months old baby. <laughs> she also came mm-hmm. in the arm of her mother. And she also visited the kitchen where our sisters are preparing the labor of love. The Swami's Prashadam. We, at the end of the day, are only postmen carrying those packets of Swami's Prashadam to the villages. Swami made us realize that He is the doer. We are only witnessing His love being experienced by us and others. That is my personal understanding. And apart from Gram Seva, you have been involved in so many other service initiatives, especially the Heartwall Bank. Brother, Prior to the Heart Wall Bank, it was in 1996, after the Guru Purnima, Bhagavan very graciously allowed me to get involved in the water project. Mm-hmm. Yes. We don't know this story. Yes. As a matter of fact, I think I am taking the liberty of again saying that Swami allowed me as a person, not for any specific reason, because I am extraordinary, but because He wanted me to get the view, the overall view of His entire mission and the vision of educare, medicare and social care. So at every project he involved me like a droplet of the drop, you know, like that squirrel in the Ramayana story. He involved me in the water project. After the Guru Purnima, I bowed down to him and I said, Baba, water project. He said, yeah, come. We came here as a group of 20 people. They were all industrialists, coming mainly from Africa and UK. And Bhagwan very graciously allowed us to have the first glimpses of Anandpur main station, the reservoir. We also went to see the substations. Bhagwan made all the arrangements for our trip to Anandpur and back. Brother, I must tell you once and for all, Swami is a perfect mother, ideal father, perfect host and divine master. He arranged A to Z everything. And because we came for his project, which is so close to his heart, we were 20 years of. He materialized 17 rings. 17 rings. Simultaneously? Not simultaneously. One after another. One after another one. We were here for three days. In five interviews, he materialized 17 rings, one lingam, one earring for one sister. <laughs> and he gave gowns to each one of us. This is the motherly of our Divine Mother sign, who appreciated only our coming and seeing his project. Mind you, we did nothing for the project. But he inspired us to understand the philosophy of Parokaraya Punyaya Papaya Parapiriyana. Help ever hurt never. And that's how he was teaching us. And then came, of course, as you said very rightly, the heart wall time. It was during the time when the 
Super Speciality Hospital at Whitefield was inaugurated by Bhagwan's Divine Sankalpa. As the Prime Minister of India was only at physical level the chief guest. And when I visited the hospital, I realized that how long will I come to this place and clap and say wonderful, 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 beautiful. How long will I come here and appreciate these beautiful buildings and say, oh, these buildings are fantastic, they are very divine. If I cannot bring a brick for the new construction of Swami's vision and mission, at least I must bring some particles of dust. So I went to the hospital and I met the administrator of the hospital. And I asked him, I said, sir, what can we do from UK? And he said that, uh, well, you pray for us. I said, no, no, sir. Now the time has gone when we have to only simply pray. I do not want to become a spectator. I must be active because my master is active. So he said, pray to Swami. I said, sir, you tell me what is the most important thing that you require in the hospital, which is the most critical and most expensive. And he said, this is going to be beautiful divine hospital where there will be open heart surgeries, where there will be heart wall replacement operations. Heart wall is the most critical thing because many patients come with defective heart walls and they require plantation of mechanical walls. I immediately prayed to Swami. Bhagavan very graciously called me in Trayivrandavan. I prayed to Swami. said, Baba, please allow us to offer our love and our devotion into your lotus feet. Can I go and work on heart wall? And Bhagavan very beautifully said, Blood bank will give blood. Eye bank will give you eye. Heart wall bank will give life. Wonderful. So that word heart wall bank also came from Swami's. Yes. No. And he also mentioned one beautiful thing, which is amazing. Ask yourself, does your heart beat only for yourself or for others? That is the tagline of the heart That is the tagline of the newsletter of the heart wall bank. This saying was also given by Swami. I am taking the liberty of saying that when the entire heart wall bank report was finalized, and when it was offered at the Divine Lotus Suite, Swami blessed it. And I said, Baba, kindly please make Sankalpa that we become the Divine Channel through which your love and energy will flow. And Swami touched that report and tapped it three times and He said, so be it. And today, Hartwal Bank is still in service and it will continue to, I think, be in service and I am taking the liberty and also the extent of saying that so long as moon and star will be there, the Hartwal Bank will be a shining example for people of all the sign universe that it is not the question of quantity, it is the quality of the work that Swami appreciated. Heartwall Bank, as I said, is nothing but the droplet of the drop in the ocean of the work that Swami is doing. And to put me on the correct bearing and to reorient my thinking, Swami once very beautifully told me in one of the interviews, a pet, when I offered him the newsletter of Heartwall Bank, he looked at it, he smiled and he said, don't say what you are doing, always say what we are doing. Forget the you. As Swami very rightly says, Jesus, give joy. 
Jacob's Jesus. O is for others. You come last. That's how Swami has made us realize. Neki karo, kuwe metal. There is another beautiful Hindi. I am sure my listeners will understand, or maybe I will take the liberty of translating it. Lena dena band hai. Lena dena band hai. Fir bhi anand hai. Wonderful. There is nothing to give. There is nothing to gain. There is nothing to lose. And yet you are in bliss. That's what Swami. He personified his own entire life. He demonstrated by his own living. That's why he said, "My life is my message." He had nothing to gain. He had nothing to lose. There was no need for him to make super speciality hospital. But that was a yagna for us to witness it and participate. Sampurna Aragya Pradayak Yagna, that is Super Speciality Hospital. Wonderful. As you mentioned joy, I was just reminded of a similar acronym that you made of the word Sai. Mm. I think Swami also mentioned it once. S for Sai first, A for all others next and I, I last. Once we have this perspective in our life, life becomes a celebration. Wonderful sir. You have had this chance of this interactions with Swami on so many occasions, be it in Sai Shruti, be it in Yajur Mandir, be it in Traipandavan. And I remember in your talks, I used to always wait for those moments when you would share one or two nuggets of those interactions with Swami. You know, those interactions which teach us such profound lessons, especially on your spiritual path. Can you share with us some of those moments? I will share, uh, I think, three wonderful incidents which have made a very strong impact on my own life and I always cherish those moments which I have spent with Swami. I had come once with a group. Bhagavan had showered so much of love, he had given the interviews, he had taken photographs, he had blessed all of us. Next day he called me alone and I said to Swami, I said, Baba, you are very kind. And he said, Papet, kindness is my form. On the next occasion, when I said, Swami, you are extremely kind and you have made the group very happy. Bhagawan simply smiled and said, Papet, I have only done my duty. When the interview room closed, I asked myself, Swami has so casually and so unassumingly said, he has done his duty. I sat down and contemplated, has Papet done his duty? Have I done my duty? I am asking today again to myself, have I done my duty as an ideal husband? Have I done my duty as an ideal citizen? Have I done my duty as an ideal father? Last but not the least, if I call myself a devotee, have I done my duty as an ideal devotee by expressing my loyalty and my devotion, which is explicit and implicit for my master? Have I believed that this absence is only a passing cloud and his presence is eternal? That is my duty, isn't it? I remember once, brother, I came here with a small group it was during the Dashaira time. This is much before the Gram Seva started. And during those days, Bhagwan used to perform, you know, the Veda Purusha himself he used to do the initiation of Yagna and accept the Ahuti as Veda Purusha. And uh, we were involved in a very small project which was related to Medicare. And Bhagwan came in the Varanda and he told me rather sternly, Puppet, why did you do this and bring that document? It's not required, it's not your duty. And then he turned and he went to the portico. And I was speechless, I was crestfallen. I didn't understand what he said. Many, many times, brother, you must 
appreciate that many times Swami said, which we did not understand at physical level, because he was not a physical, he was not human, he was divine. He was coming down to our level and conversing with us for our joy. So, luckily for me, Swami came back the same route instead of taking going from the upper veranda. And when he came back, I bowed down to him again and I said, Baba, may I say one prayer? He said, Bolo. I said, Baba, you mentioned to me it is not my duty. But with your grace, I have realized it is my dharma, isn't it? And he said, Yes. Know the difference between duty and dharma. It is your dharma. Brothers and listeners, we must understand that our expression of love, devotion and loyalty to our master and his teaching and his vision and mission is not our duty. It is our fundamental dharma. It is our swadharma. Because when we live with living God, we owe that much to him. And now it has become all the more relevant. The next incident is Bhagwan very graciously had allowed me to come to Yajur Mandir. I carried few documents which were related to group sadhana and because there were a number of folders I had carried a small box made of cardboard. I carried that box. Bhagavan very graciously allowed me to come inside the divine abode. I kept the box in the reception. I was informed by one of the staff members that Swami is in the dining hall. I went there, I bowed down to him and I said, Baba, two minutes I would like to speak to you for two minutes. Swami said, first you have your meal. Mind you, everybody had finished, including Swami. I had Swami's prasadam. But prior to that, the incident which happened is worth narrating. Everybody had finished their meal, including Swami. So when my plate was ready, I mentally did Brahmarpanam, the food prayer, and I was about to eat, and Swami stopped me. And with the gesture, he said, Go and clean your hands first. Hmm. Omniscient, omnipotent Lord, omnipresent. Swami physically did not see me bringing the box. Well, he did, isn't it? Because we say that he is all knowing, all seeing. But I am talking only at physical level. He did not see me bringing the box. The box was kept in the reception. But he knew that I had handled that box. And with that, my hands were dirty. My own brother, my own mother would not have pointed out this to me. Swami asked me to go and wash my hands with soap. I came back after washing. And then when I started eating after the food prayer, Swami told me, Papet, you carried the box, no? Oh. You, your hands were dirty. That's why I asked you to clean your hands. Brother, look at his love. Was there any need to tell you? But here is a master who is so loving, so transparent, so democratic, so open, that he gave himself to us until the last moment. He said that you must know the reason. That's why he said, come, experience, accept, then follow. How was it for you when you heard of <coughs> April 24th to 27th? Ha! I was very fortunate, brother. I was here as the Shivratri had just gone by only 48 hours ago. I was here for the last Shivratri which according to Indian calendar and English calendar was in the month of March. I was at the Divine Lotus Feet in Yajur Mandir until the seventh evening. And when I went back to London, I realized after 20 days that Bhagwan has decided to go to the hospital. I must clarify one thing at this very moment time that going to the hospital 
imposing all the limitations, had nothing to do with physical world. It was his own divine play. Because many times devotees, they get the feeling that how can Baba, who is to cure everybody, can suddenly become so ill that he has to be admitted into hospital and then he never recovered. It is like, you know, when Bhagwan celebrated and performed the most glorious Atirudra Mahayagna, people said, particularly to me in Sankutir in London, then what was the need for doing such a yagna for 10 days when Bhagwan, by mere wink of his eye, can bring Lokakalyanam? Because the main purpose was the word peace, isn't it? He can do it in no moment, in a fraction of a second. But the idea was that we must understand the significance and we must become the witness and later on do not sit as a spectator but become part of his divine mission which he has initiated. So it was a role model for us. That every action must be done in the spirit of Loka Kalyanam. That is why he gave the Mahamantra of Samastha Loka Sukhina So, coming back to this incident when Bhagwan was admitted in the hospital, there was so much of anxiety, anxiousness. But then I realized, and that was because of his grace, Name Mrutyu Shanka, Name Jati Beda, Pita Naiva Me Naiva Mata Na Janma, Nabandur Namitram Guru Naiva Sishya Chirananda Rupa Shivoam the one who is never born, the one who is never gone from the scene, one who is the eternal witness, Sarvada Sakshi Bhutam, for him, it's only the change of garment, isn't it? And then I remember in London, when I read the news, mind you, we were watching television all the time, trying to update ourselves at physical level of the developments. And then of course we saw the Mahasamadhi function and the event live on the television. And then I realized that Swami very beautifully once said, even in the Divine Discourse and once in the interview, in the group interview, Bhagavan said, there isn't much difference between sleep and death. Sleep is a short death. Death is a long sleep. So I thought, my master is taking rest. If my master is taking rest, then puppet should do his best. Because that is the test. And his test is his, my test. I think that is the realization that has come to every devotee now that my master has for so many years given himself completely. And now it is for me to get up. It is for me to now do my best. I remember on one occasion, when uh, Swami asked Mr. Nasimuthi sir to speak in the evening after Aarti was over and after Swami mm. had gone for two rounds and everyone expected that it's time for Swami to retire now because they're already late in the evening. But Swami saw Mr. Nasimuthi and asked him to speak. And Swami said, you go and you start speaking, I'm coming. And the next moment Swami was on the stage and the warden of the hostel, he was very concerned about Swami's rest. So he went up to Swami and said, Swami, this might be difficult for you. You already had a long day. It was uh, Dasara time. You were already in the Purnachana Auditorium witnessing the Yajna. <coughs> and then Swami said something very significant. He said, Idi Shrama Kaadu Bangaru, Idi Prema. It is love. It is love. It is no Shrama. It is no, no question of exhaustion for me. It is just love. I think every devotee can relate to this because for each one of us, we know how much Swami has exerted just for ourselves. Brother, at this moment of time, I remember another very significant experience where Bhagwan made a very beautiful statement. 
I was sitting at the Divine Lotus Feet in the inner room once and we were talking about group sadhana and spiritual practices which is being conducted in Sai Kutir. And I said that Swami, with your Divine Grace, I feel your presence in London 24 hours a day. And Swami immediately said, Every second, live in second. Every moment is precious. Every moment is golden. Every second you must feel that presence, that awareness, that presence of mind that you are living in the present. Past is past. Present is God's present to you. The gift. Yes. Future is uncertain. So, Bhagavan made us realize that if this is the fundamental teaching of our master that he is present with us. Like other day somebody met me at Ganesh Gate, brother, after the Mahashivratri festival celebration and he said, you think that Swami will reappear? I asked him, I said, where has he disappeared? Yes. Show me the place where he has disappeared so I can go and meet him and tell him that you please reappear. He is there. I remember once Swami told me, he as a matter of fact asked me in the group interview, Puppet, where is God? So I said, Baba, God is everywhere. He said, don't say like that. I said, Baba, I know it. I took the courage of saying, Baba, I know it. My divine loving master corrected me and he said, Puppet, knowing is not enough. Seeing milk is one thing. Drinking is another thing. Digesting is third thing. First feel it. Then know it. Then experience it. Then realize it. When you go through this process, then only you can say God is everywhere. Otherwise, it's only a concept. First feel it. Do you feel it? Brother, I must be very frank to admit that I am saying all this thing in the spirit of Atmani Vedanam today. In the spirit of Swadhyaya Pravachanam Navramaditabha. I am reminding my own self of, I am very grateful to Radio Sai and to you and to the management of Swami's organization in Prashanti Nilayam that you are allowing me to share this wonderful opportunity to listen to that these Swami messages. has told me. But I am reminding my, myself that we must be able to first feel it. Do I feel it? I feel my mother's love. What does that mean? I have full faith in my mother. I remember every moment of my childhood when she was holding my hand and making me cross the road. Do I remember now that every moment of my life, Bhagwan has been guiding me, protecting me, defending me and governing me. When I go to a busy car park and suddenly somebody pulls out and gives me a place for my parking, am I conscious and aware to immediately say, Baba, I love you. Thank you very much. Finding me the right place at the right time. Constant integrated awareness. 24 hours. Swami once asked me, if I were to wake you up at 2 o'clock in the morning, what will you say if I ask you what is your name? I said, Baba Puppet. He said, that's where you go wrong. You should say Sai Ram. Why do you remember your name in your sleep? In the subconscious state of mind, even in the seventh dream state of mind, how do you remember your hand, name? That means you are still body conscious. You are not one, become with me. I must only say Sai Ram. Brothers and sisters, that is the level of awareness that Swami expected out of puppet. I can only speak about myself. That is the extent to which Swami wants us to get immersed. Only then we can become like Him, exude the love that He is. You know, brother, Swami has a very unique way of playing with the words. He said, people talk about merging. But first, emerge hmm. from worldliness, then submerge in spirituality. Then think about emerge. 
Wonderful. We have to emerge from our <laughs> bestial state to become a human first and then elevate ourselves to become divine. That is why he gave the fundamental teaching to me. Naam Pashu, Naam Pakshi, Aham Manushya, Aham Sai Bhakta. And then he said, go one step forward, Aham Brahmasmi. That is why Swami repeatedly said, when he was asked, are you God? He said, yes, I am God. So you are. I am aware you are not. You were fortunate to go to Chennai also during the Atirudra Igyam in 2007. Wonderful things happened there also, brother. One particular incident strikes me very much. Early in the morning, Bhagawan very graciously used to come to Sundaram, give darshan to all of us. And then, of course, Bhagawan used to go to Yagnashala. And people in Chennai, they were so overjoyed and overwhelmed with Swami's mere physical presence. Outside Sundaram, on the main road, police had very difficult time to control the crowd. I remember one particular morning, I think it was about 10.30 in the morning, Bhagawan came out and Swami, despite the fact that, you know, people used to walk, some of the staff members used to walk behind Swami with an umbrella. Yes. Swami discarded that and Swami went right up to the main road and he went right up to the end of the road practically and there a little boy was sitting there. Of course, I could not see, but I was told later on that Swami went and materialized a chain for him. Yes, we have seen his photographs. Yeah. Well, I was not fortunate to see the photograph, but I heard this. And then I realized that here is a little boy who is sitting at the corner of the road, right? He had never prayed for the chain, did he? Who knows? <laughs> well, if he has, then he must have done it with very pure heart. But Swami knew his feeling. He went there that was to give him darshan there. You see, to the extent that I felt that when Swami was going from Sundaram to Yagnashala in the road, the traffic used to be closed. And people were going from here, there and everywhere to get one glance of Swami. And then I realized that this master has not come to Yagna. Yagna is only an excuse. But he came to give darshan to the millions of his devotees who were coming from far and near to have only one glance. And then I realized the significance of darshanam. And then I also realized once Swami told me, darshanam papanashanam. Sparshanam karma vimojanam, sambhashanam shankaranashanam, ashirvadam sarva mangala karanam, mama prasadam sarva dosa shoshanam, samastha papa kandanam, samastha chitta ranjanam, samastha loka poshanam, sai anugra atmagnana pradayakam. Then I realized the value of this. And brothers and sisters, now, my dear listeners, it has become all the more relevant in today's context that every darshan, even if we see him now on a video or a DVD, we are having Swami's darshan. It is not that you are seeing him. He is allowing you to see you. Because for all you know, puppet has this ego that I will go and watch Swami's video and the video will not work and there will be a power failure. Where is my will? I personally believe when we see him, we are seeing him in flesh and blood. Swami once told me, me, puppet, when you sit in Sai Kutir, that photograph is not photograph. That is me. That chair is never empty. Do you believe that? When you bow down to the empty chair, where you know people, sign family people, they always have in their houses, small shrine where Swami's chair is kept. That chair is not a piece of furniture. That chair is not a piece of decoration. Our understanding must be that Bhagwan is sitting there. 
so i must behave in the manner in which which i do when i am in his presence or one once told me the ultimate apex of the sadhana is when you behave in the absence of master as you behave in his presence of the master that's fantastic that is something for each one of us to ponder upon because that will give us the confidence that we we have really understood the omniscient omnipresence and the omnipotence of our master that if i behave as a disciplined person in prashanti nilayam if i am nice and goody goody to everybody and say sai ram sai ram sai ram and immediately i step out and i lose my temper and i become a victim and subject of jealousy and ego and arrogance then i have not understood the divine principle of swami's omnipresence that's what swami told me that chair is never empty i'm taking the liberty of saying today brother the chair which is kept in ma samadhi mandir is not empty He is watching us. He is seeing us. Somebody asked me last time when I came here for Gram Seva that brother puppet, you have come after the Maa Samadhi for the second time. How do you feel? I said, I, my only feeling is that when I bow down at the Maa Samadhi Mandir, he is seeing me. I have to develop the purity of my vision so that I can also see him. I have to intensify sadhana. And what is my sadhana? not merely following his footsteps but becoming part of his vision and mission doesn't matter where you are how you are how much you can do that squirrel only brought little sand but there is a mention of her in the ramayana yes you mentioned about following the footsteps and i am reminded of this very beautiful conversation that a student had with swami during the occasion where they had this paduka puja ceremony and then swami asked this by what do you mean by pada puja so he said pada puja means swami you know you worship the feet of the master with various articles swami said no that is not pada puja pada puja is when avatar comes he leaves his footprints on the sands of time if you can follow those footprints and follow that path that is pada puja so it is now for us as you mentioned to know that he is there and follow those footprints Absolutely. Feel his presence. Absolutely. Out of love and compassion, Bhagwan will always guide us. Brother, there is one thing we must appreciate that when we sincerely pray, like Bhagwan once told me in Hindi, where there is sadbhavana, sadvichar, that means good thoughts, good intention, and good feelings, Lord will always shower the resources. and you must have experienced this any number of times in your life any number of times any number of times i can write a book on this when you and, felt and your the, and the title of the book should be it will be a long title go to the source where you find all the resource that is the right course there is no other recourse that is the essence of his divine discourse wow. <laughs> you are known for this fantastic <laughs> because he is the source when you have the noble feeling Bhagwan once very beautifully told me, actions can be faulty, actions can be imperfect, actions can be even wrong. I am not worried about that, Papet. I am looking at the intention. What is the niyat? What is your innermost intention? If the intention is noble, then the action is bound to be noble. As you saw, so shall you reap. So 
when we have that intensity of pure intention, Bhagavan will shower us with the resources because He is the source. And believe me, brother, then as you said very rightly, that we will follow the footstep of a master and carry on his work in the manner in which he himself has laid down the path. You see, if you look at the history of Indian culture and spirituality, show me one master anywhere in this world, not only India, where he has left such legacy. Show me one master who has laid out such wonderful, completely with full infrastructure, a organized ashram of this stature and this immensity. You look at Ramakrishna Paramahansa Deva, Swami Vivekananda, the direct disciples, they were struggling from nothing and from everything, for everything, and they had to establish themselves. That is, our Lord has created everything for us. He has given us everything, wonderful accommodation, wonderful mandir to worship. He has created a beautiful environment for our individual and personal and group sadhana. Now the onus is on us, how we take on and use these facilities which is given us. I remember once, Swami also had a very beautiful sense of humor. I must talk about that. Once we, I was sitting in the veranda and during the time, that time the northern canteen was inaugurated. Bhagavan came in the morning, Brother Kundra that time was his. Yes. He was also from United Kingdom. I am sorry to mention his name, but we are all Sai brothers and we are talking in Sai family in the presence of our Sai Mata. Swami came and he, he spoke to respected Indulalji and he said, Indulalji, Northern Canteen, Western Canteen, huh? South Indian Canteen, and then you have bakery, food, food, food everywhere. Where is God? <laughs> <laughs> and Bhagavan himself says, food is God. Wow. Money is God. Time is God. Energy is God. Brother, we must appreciate one thing that Swami did not lose even one fraction of moment to teach us, teach us. wonderful things. That's why Kasturiji very beautifully said, every word of Swami is a mantra. Every sentence of Swami is a sutra. Every divine discourse of Swami is the quintessence of all the Vedas and scriptures. Every gesture, we have to be vigilant. We have to be very alert. Because the Master is here and he, I remember one Swami told me very beautifully, he said, Puppet, you are very fortunate. I said, yes, Swami, I am sitting at your lotus feet. He said, no, that is one part of it. You are fortunate that I am allowing you to worship me and sing my glory in your time. I am timeless. That we are contemporaries of Avtar. That's right. Our greatest fortune is that he allowed us to be at his feet for a purpose which he himself has designed. And which will be revealed to us and now it has become all the more relevant where the revelation has become when the master himself by his casting his physical body and going into astral form and cosmic form he is making us realize what the master plan actually means for us what is my role until swami took mass samadhi i'm taking the liberty of saying my role was a puppet now I must become a hero and not zero. I must become. I remember one Swami told me, we were coming with a group and we had planned for group songs and also a small play. The title of the play was God is Here. Mm -hmm. And Bhagwan told me, the pet must 
understand that the divine plan is unfolding with my inspiration, motivation and guidance, zero can be hero. Without my grace, a hero will be a big zero. I think that you have experienced all your life. Yes. Every time, every group that you have brought with all those uncertainties, if it has materialized, it's only because of his grace. I remember once I was sitting at the Divine Lord's Sweet Brother. I'm taking the liberty of going back to my personal interaction with Swami because there are many, many wonderful things which he mentioned to me. And I must admit that as I, I, I'm, for me, the theme of Swami and my interaction is that as I saw him. Yes. As I saw him as a perfect master. As I saw him as an ideal mother. As I saw him as a perfect guru. As I saw him as a perfect human being who was divinely human and humanly divine. Yes. Embodiment of perfection. So that day when I was sitting at the divine lotus feet of my master, I told him, I said, Baba, with your divine grace, all this experience of yours, all the grace that you have given me, all the blessings that you have showered me, all the darshans that you have given me, that has become part of me. And Bhagwan immediately stopped me and he made a fantastic statement. Papet, it has not become part of you. It must become you. Oh. It must become you. Mm -hmm. And then I contemplated and the meaning is that now people, the younger generations and the generations which are to follow, they will not have the possibility and the golden opportunity of seeing Swami in physical form and seeing Swami God in action. But when they will see you, me and the present generation, they must feel that they have become you. The they Swami has become it. you. Yes. You understand my point, brother? I hope I am able to yes, explain it and put it in the right perspective. That when people will see me and you, they must feel that they have seen Sai Baba. That they have seen Sai Baba in action. That they must have seen, like Swami Vivekananda, when he was guiding Ramakrishna mission, the direct disciple and the devotees at that time felt that they had seen Master in action. Because Swamiji was nothing but the reflection of Ramakrishna Paramahans Deva himself. He didn't do anything extraordinary himself. He only carried out the teaching of his master. So if you and I, and I'm taking the liberty of saying to all my listeners that if we all wake up at this moment of time, when Swami is taking rest and we put him in our best and we accept the test, then people, the generations to follow, by our action, by our words, by our thoughts, will believe that Sai Baba was not one. Ramakrishna Paramahansa Deva created one Vivekananda. Satya Sai Baba created millions of devotees by his mere glance. Absolutely. You see so many divine masters who have come in the contemporary times, but no one had galvanized masses of this magnitude. You know, you had a master who had uh, around him a few sincere spiritual aspirants, like say Ramana Maharshi, Gyanis went to him. But you saw Swami, he was for the masses. Everyone could relate to him. It could be a householder, it could be a very, very ordinary person to a person who is a sincere spiritual aspirant. And Swami, in fact, mentioned this to one very senior devotee. He said, I have not come for a select particular kind of devotees. I have come for the masses. And now it is, as you said, it is the onus on us to become that messenger of his message. Because Swami once said, 
when somebody asked a senior devotee that Swami Arbindo, Sri Arbindo, the great yoga master and the great yogi, Swami said he was Vyaktinath. This sign is Lokanath. Yes. I have come for the masses. I have come for the one who are down and under. I have come for one and all. So, brother, when we reflect Swami's teaching in our daily life, and when our life becomes his message, then we ourselves will become the leaders of the masses. Yes. Like Swami himself. When we will translate his medical, educate, social care, the greatest weapon that he had was his love. The greatest miracle that he did was that he transformed everybody's lives in different dimensions. I remember one Swami told me, Papet, don't be satisfied with transformation alone. I didn't understand the meaning at that time, but now it has become all the more relevant. He said, become a transformer yourself. So that people in future, will, when they will get connected to you, their lives will be transformed. Today, at this moment of time, I am happy out of ignorance that I am transformed. That's that is enough. being selfish. That is not enough. That is not enough. I must become myself a transformer. That anybody who comes in my contact, Kaina Vachana Mansa, thought, word and deed, they must feel that they have already touched Swami. And again, you know, Swami once very beautifully told me and corrected my understanding. You know, every, like I said earlier, every moment he was teaching me, my immense fortune is that my master was repeatedly telling me because he knew that Papa is a hard nut to crack. He told me, I said that Baba, this time boys and girls will come, sisters and brothers, they are going to do a wonderful program. We have prepared group songs, we have prepared bhajan, we have done, uh, you know, uh, choir and uh, drama. Swami said, Papet, don't try to make me happy. I am always happy. Make me proud. Hmm. Make me proud. Brothers and sisters, my dear listeners, the moment has come now when we don't have to go here, there and everywhere like, you know, helter-skelter. The time has come that we must make our master proud. And we can make our master proud by being transformers. Absolutely. And we should not be feeling happy that Swami has left a wonderful legacy. That is half truth. The complete truth is that he has left the legacy for us to continue and improve upon that to an extent where he will become proud. That is the complete truth. Wonderful. We should be able to create those circles of love wherever we are wherever we go in what another teaching of Swami he told me once out of love and compassion Papet don't look for opportunity che che create opportunity buddhi yogam dadatume I have given intellect na? create opportunity the opportunities which will fulfill my expectations because God reflects reacts and resounds fantastic Thank you so much, sir, for coming to the studios of Radio Sai. I don't want to actually end this conversation because every time we start conversing on something and beautiful nuggets of wisdom come out. But I think I should not tax you more. It's already been one and a half hours. And we really are very grateful to you for coming to the studios of Radio Sai and sharing these moments of divine interaction with us. I'm sure it's a treasure for us in our archives as well as every listener who has heard this will take back with him these words of inspiration and try in our own way to become a transformer 
and strive to make our master, our beloved Bhagwan, proud. Brother, if you allow me to make only last remark, whatever I have said today, I have reminded my own self of the wonderful teaching that Bhagwan has imparted to me. And before I leave the studio, I leave this message for my own self and all my brothers and sisters and good listeners that let us remember the beautiful words of the Master, and that is, let him operate. We shall cooperate. Because if we try to operate, the time may not cooperate with us. Let us look close one moment. Because Sami said very beautifully, time is God. And we must also remember that he is the time master. Let the master plan be unfolded in the manner in which he has outlined. And let us make him proud. Because in that moment of joy, we ourselves will become proud. And then our lives will be fulfilled. And as Swami Vivekananda said, then the entire essence of seeing a divine being, Darshanam, will be a redeeming factor of our life. I once again thank, of course, there is no need to thank Swami. I am eternally grateful to Him. I bow down to Him once again. And I only say, Baba, we love you. We need you. And with your grace, we deserve you. Jai Sai Ram. Jai Sai Ram. Sai Ram, you are listening to the second and final part of the conversation with Mr. Ajit Poppet, a long-standing devotee of Bhagwan from the United Kingdom. For more than two and a half decades, he has been actively involved in the Sai mission and in today's episode, he shared how Bhagwan not only inspired him but also physically and subtly guided him to be involved in various service projects related to Satya Sai mission. He shared how his Divine Master Bhagwan Baba chiseled his personality little by little so that every day he becomes better as an instrument of the Lord. This conversation was recorded in Prashanti Nilayam on October 2011. We regret for the poor audio quality of this program. It is because of a technical glitch at the time of the recording. This was yet another episode of our series, Trist with Divinity. And in conversation with Mr. Ajit Poppet was Radio Sai's Bishop Prishti. Thank you so much for being with us. Please do send us your feedback by writing to listener at radiosai.org Sai Ram <laughs>